It's time to get after it. You're going to jam your legs down and hyperextend your ankles and then shoot back up and lock your knees in place. Not one of those things sounds right to me. This is the Upper Left Performance Podcast, and I'm your host, Jack Anderson. And today we are bringing in Josh Washington. Josh and I uh, met last year at the Bay Area Sports Symposium. It was absolutely an outstanding experience, and Josh was someone that I really, really enjoyed talking to. Josh is currently a graduate assistant and finishing up his master's degree with the Auburn men's basketball program. Uh, He talks about his experiences going to the Final Four last year with the team. He talks about uh, his his early the early parts of his career. Josh is my age and and had a similar start as I did in the field, um, quitting his old job that he got out of undergrad and going back and delving into this and interning at a lot of places, uh, several schools in Wisconsin, Stanford, where he worked a little bit with Corey Schlesinger of the men's basketball program there before landing an internship full season with the Sacramento Kings. And his insights on building relationships and networking and and making the most of every situation that he's been in really resonated with me. I really enjoyed delving into what's been his career so far. And I know uh, that it's only going to get better from here. Uh, And I think any young coach that's listening really needs to take heed to what Josh is saying because it's all paid off for him and will continue to pay off. Uh, this is Josh Washington. Hope you all enjoy. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Josh, how you doing, man? Noah, it's been <laughs> been rough here the last couple of weeks. We're all kind of going a little stir crazy, and and obviously your guys had uh, down in Auburn had had some un- sounds like they have some unfinished business uh, after all after all this. How's everything going? I uh, appreciate you having me on here, man. But uh, things have been uh, I guess kind of rocky at the start. I mean, you don't know what to expect. This is all new for everyone, but. Uh, rolling into, I guess, week two of quarantine. It's, I mean, it is what it is. You just do what you can and try to stay busy. So it could be better. It could be worse, but, you know, I'm still alive. So that's all right. Yeah, you're working on, you're working on your meal prep game too, man. I know you're, you're, everybody's talking trash about these stupid push-up challenges. You're like, let's get to the real, uh, let's get to the real challenges here. Yeah, for real. Like, and I don't want to knock the push-up challenges too bad because it, it get, does get people to do something. But I mean, like, Come on now, like we better than that. You could do better more than ten push-ups. So I see people trying to make it more challenging. I'm cool with, but on the flip side, like with the nutrition stuff, like and people see me post on my page sometimes, like you know I'm cooking in the kitchen or whatever. Um, I'm okay at it, but like I see nobody posting food, and I'm like, okay, I gotta call you out a little bit because you can't just be in the gym or like at home trying to be outside and then not doing like the cooking part. Like you gotta be eating good too. So that was a uh, that was just me taking a little slight jab, but it was all good because I got some people commenting back and stuff like that. Bro, bro, I'm so I'm in that camp because like I don't cook. I hate cooking. It's like one of my <laughs> least favorite things in the world. And like yeah. I'm the dude, like I'm. And this is probably why I'm mediocre at anything athletic. But I'm the dude that uh, you know, like oh, frozen pizza that's cheap and I can cook it in ten minutes and I don't have to do anything. Like I'm one of those dudes. <laughs> so but then, like. I think we all been there because I was definitely me an undergrad, right? Like pizza, like the ramen noodles, like the whole nine. And then I don't know, at some point it just transitioned. And I think because I, I enjoy it. That's probably the biggest thing. I think it's kind of like stress relieving. So, yeah, man, the kitchen, like I look something up. It's fun. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it later. But with Ram, actually, dude bought me an apron, like uh, for like, you know, like a kind of a gag Christmas gift. But like, <laughs> I still have it. I still wear it. So, like, I don't care what nobody says, like, it's kind of fire. So, you know, I get down and do my thing. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so I'm very lucky right now. So we were just talking about our situations and uh, 
I'm with family down in California. I was supposed to start a new gig last week. It didn't happen yet, you know, kind of on hold, you know, like all of us pretty much are in the industry. And, um, and my aunt is like, oh, I made pork chops last night with like apples. Like, is that okay? And I'm like, is that okay? I was like, of course that's okay. Like I haven't had, I haven't been eating this good since I left my house. Like, you know, with my mom, like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh man. Bro, yeah. I'm trying to have home cooked meals though. So bro, dude, steak and, pota- steak and potatoes tonight, pork chops last night. What do we have the night before we had? So- it was ridiculous, dude. We're, we're eating like Kings over here. Oh, there you go. I ain't yeah. mad at you. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. So let's dive into, um, just give me, actually just give me a little bit of your background, like how you got started in the field. I think we kind of, we're we're the same kind of boat in a sense. Like we both, I think went back to get our masters later on. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, so, so kind of like what led you into that path and and where'd you start out like with undergrad and whatnot? So, uh, originally I'm from Wisconsin, uh, grew up in Milwaukee, played high school basketball. I was, uh, I was athletic, probably not too skilled, but, um, I made it work. But anyway, and then playing Division three basketball in my undergrad. And then I got my undergrad, uh, my degree was in sports management. Kind of like most guys, like I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just want to do something in sports. So then uh, I graduate, get out of uh, undergrad, and I get a job at like Time Warner Cable. And like, I was like an account executive for like sports accounts. Um, but I, long story short, I hated it. It wasn't what I wanted to do. But um, during my senior year in undergrad, when we were playing basketball, we didn't have a strength coach or anything like that. But our coach had brought this guy in, you know, to train us in the summer. And I'm, you know, I'm just asking him questions. I'm like, so what do you do? He's like, I'm strength coach. And I'm like, okay, cool. What's that? And he's like, uh, well, tell me. He's like, no, you know, I just train athletes. So I was like, oh, so like personal training for athletes. He's like, yeah. And he's like, you get to wear shorts and like t-shirt to work. And he's like, yep. And I'm like, ooh, sign me up. But uh, so fast forward after I'm hating time more cable, like not liking my life at all. Um. I hop online, I'm looking for jobs and stuff like that. And I see impact basketball. So that was like my first, like start, start impact basketball is like based in, uh, there's several spots in the country, but, um, the one I was at was in Florida. So IMG is also there. It's very similar, right? It's prep school. But, um, that got my first taste of like strength and conditioning. And, um, at that point I wouldn't even call it like an internship. It was just me like getting my feet wet. Cause like I had no experience in it. I just knew like, I thought it was cool. And I wanted to know if I can like do it like as a profession. And I did, I liked it, but at a sense, I was like, man, I got to go in an environment where it's more structured for me, like as growing as a coach. So come back home to Wisconsin. Um, I get a job at Gold's Gym. You know, I'm working the front desk originally before I start personal training. I'm studying at this time to get my cert, my CSES. And then I start applying for internships, like on a collegiate level. So me applying, this part's always funny, but so I'm applying, first of all, I get an internship at UWM. That was my first thought, UW-Milwaukee. And uh, I'm at the gym at the front desk, like 4.30 in the morning or something like that, filling out my uh, cover letter, resume, stuff like that to get ready to send it in. But I didn't want anybody to know. I was trying to keep it low key. And uh, one of the trainers like walked up behind me and saw, he was like, hey, what are you working on? So I'm trying to close out the tabs. And uh, but he, he called me, so I ended up uh, telling him. And he's like, oh, he's like, uh, who's the head strength coach there? And I told him, I was like, Matt Holt. And he was like, uh, actually, it's funny, I got my master's with him. So a light bulb goes off in my head. I'm like, oh, like, you mind if I use you as a reference? He's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, no. So Matt obviously ends up calling Josh, which is his name coincidentally. And then Josh ends up saying, or Matt ends up Josh said good things about me. Matt ends up offering an internship. Cool. So I take it. That's how I first really got started. Um, so I'm 24 at the time, I think. Uh, didn't know 
anything. I'm super green, but I, my thing was like, yo, at the end of the day, like, I know I work hard and I do what I'm told, like, I'm going to be straight. So I get there and I'm learning under him. Um, he's actually kind of the intern at head uh, strength coach at the time, and they bring uh, Brian Weissman in. But I'm learning under these guys. So I was there for almost a year. I'm going through all that, first experience, cool. Um, after that, I'm getting an internship in Marquette. And I was working under uh, head strength coach Todd Smith and uh, his staff there. And then I was there for a little over more than a semester. I probably said like uh, winter and spring semester, so about seven months. Interned in there. Um, both schools, like I was getting experience on uh, more than just men's basketball, men's basketball, women's basketball. That was my, what I was trying to do originally. And then getting sports, exposure to other sports as much as I could. Um, fast forward from there, after Marquette, I didn't really have anything lined up. So I got two unpaid internships, right? No jobs, no assistants, no GAs, none of that. Um, but then one of the strength coaches at uh, Marquette suggested, hey, this high school and trying to develop a strength conditioning program. You don't have anything lined up necessarily. I think it'd be a good fit for you. So it really was. So um, ended up doing that for a year. So at this point, uh, I'm taking like prerequisite classes from Marquette, Marquette internship till now. But uh, so I'm still personal training, still working the front desk. I'm taking classes. And now I just got this little part-time gift to high school. So it was dope. Domin uh, Whitefish Bay Dominican High School. Um, and I was there for a year. And that was just letting me like running my own show. I'm training like a different population outside of, uh, with the high school kids. So it was cool. Like, you know, you, you get a little different exposure. You start to learn different things because I mean, for the most part, people move the same, but dealing with that younger type of athlete, like mentally and stuff like that. So um, after that, I'm getting to a point like, you know, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm, this is real comfortable. I need to, if I'm gonna make it as a strength coach, I got to branch out. So I applied to every internship outside of Wisconsin. Ended up getting an internship at Stanford University out in California. So I was saving up. Grinded, man. I did not know you had this many internships. <laughs> oh, man, we grind. Like, I didn't I even, even get to the good part. I'm, I'm gonna tell, yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so we go out to Stanford. Um, and I saved all my money. Right? I was saving all my money. I was, wasn't like, basically, I was just working. I was just going home. Like, people didn't see me out or anything like that. Like, my friends, that thought I moved already. I was like, yo, like, I haven't seen you in, like, months. I'm like little head down, like you said, grinding. But because um, really, like, I was like, man, I need to make this happen. I knew California is expensive, especially the Bay Area. I didn't know how expensive because I'm out there. And, like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, basically, well, I get to that. I end up running out of money. But anyway, so I get out to Stanford, interning with Olympic sports. And Instagram's like a thing. So this is me for a way for me to, like, now, like, network with coaches and stuff like that, but I'm, like, I'm looking at other people. So, long story short, Corey Schlesinger is a guy I followed on Instagram at the time. He was at Stanford. I'm, like, okay, I'm going to intern under dude. Like, he was just different. And I was, like, man, I was, like, I got to learn from him because why is he, like, coming off this way? But um, so we get to over there. Me and Corey actually connected right off the bat, and Corey's such a cool dude. Like, he took me under his wing and kind of, like, put me in the fire. Basically, like, and I feel like you need that to grow. So, I remember one day we are going through the warm-up, and uh, going through the lift, and Corey's like, you got it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Guys, come in in 30 seconds. You got the warm-up. And I was like, oh, okay. But for me, it was like, yo, like, at the end of the day, like, I can be scared, or I can just go out there and do what I can. Like, I'm not going to die from it, basically. So I go out there and do the warm-up, and it was like, cool, whatever. And um, Corey, I mean, basically, like, he was just doing stuff like that, giving me exposure. Like, no, you got to go ahead and let you – like, he was letting me rock. So I grew a lot in that sense. He was challenging me and stuff like that, asking questions and saying, like, why? Or, like, um, 
just saying like there's an alternative way of doing things, right? A million ways to skin a dead cat. So I'm only at Stanford for two months because uh, Corey approaches me with an opportunity. He's like, yo, Sacramento Kings got this internship. Um, it'd be a good look for you. So uh, at the time at Stanford, unpaid internship, I was competing for a six-month or a unpaid six-month internship, and we we're competing for a paid position. And so I was like, cool, grind all the way through December. You know, I'll get the paid internship. I'll be straight. Uh, yeah, nah, I was running out of money. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> right? so this, it, this internship, at, like, for Sacramento was like, that's love right there. I really can make – this would really help because, like, at that point, if I didn't get it or if I didn't apply or whatever and I was at Stanford, I probably would have to quit because I would have literally run out of money. So uh, it wasn't like my internship for sure, but I had to interview for it and stuff like that. Ended up getting it. Cool. So two months at Stanford, we slide up to Sacramento, and I rock out with uh, Ramsey, Evan, and Ernie for the season. So uh, from there, now I'm, like, kind of happy because outside, like, the high school, that was part-time, right? But uh, this one, like, now I'm actually getting, like, a check for strength and conditioning. So in my mind, I was kind of, like, it was validating everything I was doing. I'm you made it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, right? So then um, intern there for a season. I knew it was only going to be for the season. Like, they told me that right from the jump. So I wasn't worried about that. But it's like, okay, well, now what's, what's next? So um, all the guys, like, they're looking out for me, like, making calls and stuff on my behalf and things like that. And um, I guess we'll get into that later. But um, so what ended up happening is Ramsey ends up calling uh, Alan Bishop. And then me and Alan start talking down from New York, New York to Houston. And um, he was just keeping me in touch and things with the loop there. but ends up asking uh or ends up letting me know about this uh GA position big time SEC school basketball program he didn't tell me he didn't tell me the school but I was just like wait okay GA cool my master's paid for and it's with men's basketball like sign me up the school didn't matter right I was an opportunity rocking like do both get my master's and I can still strength 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 train with the men's team all right I'm, I'm with that so end up getting it so now I've been down here at Auburn uh abrupt ending to the second year but here working under uh, Damon Davis. He's our head strength coach here in men's basketball. Uh, I'm his assistant. Like I said before, or I didn't mention yet, but graduate, I guess, in a couple of months here with a master's degree. So that's awesome for me. Um, man, been super grateful uh, for this opportunity, just this journey in, in general. But uh, what I was saying before, so you talk about the whole grind. The funniest part is right before I started the internship at UW uh, Milwaukee, a tree fell on my car that summer. So like, oh my gosh, bro! Like, I didn't have a car uh, so, until like last year. I just got a car. Oh my gosh! So that whole time. So you figure from Milwaukee, UW Milwaukee, Marquette. I spent time at Dominican High School. I go to Stanford, I go to Sacramento. Now I'm at Auburn. I then I just got a car. Bro, your your aerobic game must be strong. You're biking everywhere or something. Yo, when I like, so here's the, here's the crazy part. Um, Milwaukee had a, everything's kind of like fortunate, right? Or coincident, coincidence. But Milwaukee, really good public transportation system. So I caught the bus. It was, worked out actually really good for me. Um, moved out to Stanford. This is probably the hardest part. Um, and everything's so expensive in the Bay that I live like 30 minutes from campus, like a 30 minute bike ride. So I was riding to campus and back 30 minutes each way, hour a day, five days a week after you stand in like 12, 15 hours. So like at that point, oh my like, gosh. <laughs> yeah, like. Like, my legs was in really good shape, and then I, I was going hiking on the weekends, too. So that was that was rough, man. But um, And then in Sacramento, like, I live, like, three, four blocks from, like, the arena, so it was cool. Oh, that's not, that's not bad at all, then. That's not bad yeah. at all. Dude, that's – so, ironically, when I was in grad school, 
Mm-hmm. I had a I had a '97 Honda Accord, like it was a piece of shit. Like it had like 250,000 miles on it. It I think the blue book value was literally like $200. Like it was crazy, yeah. and um, I was terrible and like left like some of my nice weightlifting shit in there, like in the trunk. And I had I played hockey, so I had my hockey gear in there and like all that shit. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I I drop it off at my buddies one night, and I got a personal train the next morning at at a, at a little town near Buffalo. So yeah. I, I, I crashed with him. I get up the next morning. The car is fucking gone. Oh, they just took the whole car. Gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh. yeah. And so I guess like these old, well, anybody that's a car thief that's listening to the podcast, this is a nice little, uh, little nugget for you. You can, so any Honda that's like before like 98, you can file down any key and start the car. So they didn't even, they just had to break into the car, but they didn't have to hotwire it or anything. They just, boop, gone. <laughs> it was crazy, man. <laughs> and took everything, but man, that's so. I mean, you know what it's you know what it's like. So yeah, just, just make it happen. Oh, oh yeah, gosh, yeah. It was it was bad, man. Yeah, I was sitting there like, well, damn, I am I am screwed. Like this is. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's hysterical, dude. That's uh, so. Talked a little bit. I know you only said you were only there for two months, but uh, I love like I've met Corey like twice, just very short, briefly. Um, yeah. And, and I really think the world of like some of his ideas and everything, what was it like just spending time with him? With him? Like, um, so for me, uh, with strength conditioning, like when I first got into it and I was like learning about it, you know, obviously like you see the football side of it. And for me, like a lot of those guys, like, I mean, you got a hundred some athletes. It's a lot of yelling involved and stuff like that. Right. So like, and me that, that wasn't originally like my personality. I was just like, man, like I can't really be like rah, rah, rah. Like that's not me. Like, where I come from, like, you can't really be, like, yelling, yelling at dudes' faces like that. At least, like, that's what I was seeing, like, on YouTube or stuff like that. I'm watching clips. So I was kind of worried, like, man, do I have to be like that? Like, that's not really authentic. So when I got out to Stanford, um, I was still quiet, right, kind of reserved. But I was always observing. I was always listening. But I didn't speak too much. And the core was like, yo, he's like, uh, you don't got to be, like, a rah, rah, rah guy. You don't have to be yelling or anything like that. But you actually have a personality. He was like, I'm not telling you to fake it or anything like that. He was like, because if you do, and like these dudes catch you, like you and already lost their trust, like it's not a good look. He said, so be you. If that's going to be a corny dude, be a corny dude. But whatever it is, you got to find a way to show who you are. So I was like, okay, cool. Because like 6'3 black dude, like I had like a presence, but I wasn't vocal, you know what I'm saying? So at that point, like it didn't matter how big I was or how tall I was, like I, if I wasn't speaking, I might as well be a fly on the wall and not do anything. So uh, this is when Corey starts like, like I guess feeding me to the wolves. And uh, he had me taking over the warm-ups and stuff like that. So the day that kind of made me feel better about, okay, cool, I can just be myself. Like, I don't have to fake it or anything like that. We're doing a warm-up. It's called, like, the ham floss. So guys are like, and Corey, if you ever hears this, he, he knows this story because I don't know why they thought this was so funny, but they're uh, doing a ham floss. And uh, I'm like, there you go. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, way to get real flossy with it. That was all I said. <laughs> like, see, like, everybody, everybody laughs at that. Why is that funny? <laughs> I, really, I don't get why that's funny, but and they were like, laughing when i say laughing like they all like stopped the warm-up laughing i'm like oh man so i'm like slowly turning my head looking at Corey because i'm like he probably gonna be mad Corey over there laughing too and i'm like <laughs> but i guess it was so funny because like uh that was like the first time they heard me speak oh and that's like the first thing they heard that came out of your mouth <laughs> yeah, right? it's like, Yo, first thing you say you're gonna come up with a joke and i'm like i guess but uh that honestly like it was funny like we got back into the warm-up we ended up having a good day we we're outside too when it happened but um yeah, man. So that like made me feel better about it. I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna just be me, and I'm gonna go ahead and like and coach and do what I can. So that was like a lot of growth and opportunity there with Corey. 
um, seeing how they train, like it was fast paced, like just up tempo, like we are just going to be moving. And for me getting into strength conditioning, like, you know, I'm, I'm textbook heavy, right? Now I'm seeing like the actual practical side of it and it's very different. And that's when you really learn like, okay, you can read the, all the books you want, but you really need that real world experience. So it was fortunate enough to get it, get it there with Corey. He was so outside the box and he was challenging you. Um, not necessarily challenging. I would say challenging me via challenging the textbook just because, like, somebody wrote that book out. Okay, cool. Like, that's great. But, like, you go through stuff on a daily basis that you have to, like, be able to adjust for. You know what I'm saying? So it was cool to be in that situation and just always be adapting. Um, another thing Corey did that challenged me was at the end of every lift, he was like, uh, he was like, during a lift, he was like, I need you to have three questions. So at the end of every lift, three questions, we're going to talk about them. I'm like, okay. And for me, uh, it wasn't that I didn't have questions. I was always asking questions in my head and I'm over here trying to figure it out myself. So I remember I told Corey that ahead of time, just cause like, I, I remember I was like, yo, I don't want you to think I'm not, I don't have questions, but a lot of times I'm trying to self, self-solve them. You know what I'm saying? By myself. So a lot of times we were talking, I would say, yo, you ask a question and then I'll end up answering it. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly why now. And then he'd follow up with it. So we're getting good, good feedback, good dialogue. And that was help for me growing because I remember, like, I still got the notebook. If I pull it out somewhere, like, all the notes, I would just be writing down from them. And that's what you should be doing. So I guess to our younger listeners and stuff like that, if you're in an a internship or even a GA position, like, I have a notebook, especially the internship, have a notebook on you and a pen. And be, you should be writing all the time and going back and not just writing and forget about it. Like, at the end of that day, just reread your notes. It might be five minutes, maybe ten minutes, but it don't take long. But that's the stuff you need to be reiterating so you can have this stuff like in your head. But um, yeah, man, so that was my time with Corey. It was short, but I uh, learned a lot um, and just put you in a position like where he, challenge, he really challenges you. I mean, I think, like I said before, like you need that challenge. You need to kind of be thrown to the fire uh, to grow, ultimately, I think. Yeah, and I, I think just the little I've heard from him and then what you're telling me, like he has such good feel on how to develop people because I think some people can be too heavy-handed. Some people can be completely uninvested. Yeah. And um, he just seems to have found that, that right mix, at least with you, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then at the end of the day, like, being involved around sports, like, you, I feel like and you always got something you can fall back on as far as, like, connection-wise. So me and Corey happen to really love basketball. I'm, like, in shoes. Uh, my shoe game is not nearly where his is at. But, uh, <laughs> well, you don't get all the free, the free right. ones like he does. So, you know. uh, no, yo, if Corey, if Corey likes the shoe, he's going to go get the shoe. It don't oh, matter. Oh, he does. Oh, he doesn't care. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, he, he, Corey, Corey Smooth Cat, he know that. <laughs> Dude, that's hysterical. Yeah, because, um, well, it's funny. On the flip side for me, like, I have, like, some shoes, but I'm not, like, a really big sneakerhead or anything. And this quarantine's been great because I haven't put shoes on for 10 fucking days in a row. So, it's, no, it's, it's awesome, like, to be, walk around barefoot, like, for long periods of time, like when's the last time you've done that? You know what I'm saying? Dude, so, now, and, I mean, you always got to put like if you got to, you got to be a, a at least a buttoned up looking individual and put some shoes on when you go play. Dude, I go to the field now because like in California, it's stay at home right now, so like nobody's really out. Like yeah. I go over to a field like ten miles away. I don't even bring shoes. <laughs> like I just walk off the parking yeah. lot onto the field. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Like uh, that's the other thing, especially like during now, <clears throat> that silver lining. It's like, man, look at all the stuff you couldn't do that you can do now. Like, so it's rough. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I miss training. Like, like I wish we can go on right now. Like I wish I had to end the podcast. Cause you know what I'm saying? We got to go train. Like I wish that was like possible, but like I said, until then 
I mean, you just find something else to do. So for me, that could be catching up on reading, finishing this homework. I mean, whatever. But it's been cool uh, doing stuff like this, right? Talking on the phone, catching up with other people. So it ain't the end of the world. At least not yeah. yet. No, no, yeah, at least not yet. Yeah, yeah. We'll see in a few <laughs> months. We'll see in a few months what's going on with that. But um, yeah. But yeah, no. So this is the this is the big thing. What I wanted to bring you on. So I got to see you guys um, last year at the Bay Area Sports Symposium that Ram puts on. And uh, I'm honestly not a big conference or clinic guy, but I, I thought that was just incredible. Just that whole day, that whole experience, um, just how open Ram is with large audiences and how he's able to connect with them. And then at the end when he brought all you guys up and I known you like a little bit, I think we just, you know, shot a few messages back and forth and stuff. Yeah. Um, but dude, you, I, I was really just like, I was like, wow, I like Josh. Like after, after that, after that kind of, you know, little, little um, round table you guys had just talking about what you guys had gone through together, what you'd built at the Kings um, and how much all of you all cared about it. And like that, that authenticity you even mentioned earlier, like you just got it from the whole round table. So just kind of talk to me about like how you bonded and, and forged that relationship, uh, what it's done for you, both, you know, professionally and personally. And yeah, um, yeah man, just, just go for it. So that, um, so I get the internship, and basically how it worked was like they offered it on the they offered it on a Friday and I was I was excited, you know, I'm dope, I'm super geeked about it. I said yes, obviously. And then that Saturday was that uh Mayweather and uh McGregor fight, the first one, the boxing. And he's like, yo, um, I don't know what you and I had a girl at the time, he's like, I don't know what you, you and your girl are doing, but uh you guys are more than welcome to come up, watch the fight with us at our crib. So Ramsey invites us up. I say yes, obviously. Bam, we come up there. Um, we ended up making a day out of it, so I'm looking for apartments at the same time. We go and watch the fight later that night. So that was the first time I get to see these dudes in person. And uh, right, you invite them to your home, like that's right off the bat, like it was real welcoming for me. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. So we're sitting there watching, um, just having a good time, just getting to know them. And I'm like, man, this is, I felt good about him, like, because I didn't know what to expect or anything like that. So that's what, right off the bat, it already started, like, with good intentions, good well being. So um, now we're going into the internship. And for me, like, I was always trying to operate and carry myself was, like, I always wanted to be, like, a self-starter and just keep it moving. Or I just always wanted to, like, not necessarily be told what to do because at that point, like, I'm just trying to grow. Like, and ultimately, like, you're trying to get to a position where you run the show. So um, being under those guys and, like, they honestly, like, they give you, like, the opportunity. And, like, we have talked about it before, like, it being, like, a two-way street. And I guess I'll get into that, but – um again, like for the listeners, like, you know what I'm saying? The, our younger crowd, you got to understand that like when you're in an internship, it's a two way street. So for me, like there's two questions that Ramsey like posed to me and he says, what could you be doing? What could you, what could you be doing to be making your boss's job easier or better? And then on the other side is what should you be learning? Like, what can you learn? Where are your learning opportunities during this internship? So Yes, you're supposed to be there to provide a service, but the same token, like you need to be getting some out of it yourself. So just don't, don't just sit there and go through the motions and stuff like that. You need to be learning at every chance you get. So that internship, uh, we did have a curriculum and we would go through it, but it was, this curriculum was different in the sense that we have like different topics. We'd have a couple papers we read on them. And the two things I like most was, okay, cool. We got about two weeks to go through these papers on that Friday or whatever, because usually like it'd be like a game day and you have time during the day. And it's like, okay, cool. We going to talk about these papers. We're going to debate. So that was good because like, now you're reading papers, you're getting ammo for each other. You come into the meeting, like we're about to argue this out and like talk your viewpoints. But it was cool because like, 
now to me like that's like growth right there now you're sitting there hashing it out like this is like talk basically talking shop but we would do that all the time and then the other thing we would do is they would uh skype in, skype skype in other coaches so like now i'm getting to see other coaches like i remember seeing uh matt shadid at the time uh, ben o'donnell and uh, aj over at uh k-state so like i'm seeing i'll tell you why i bring this up but i'm seeing all these guys over at uh through skype and stuff like that so it's cool being able to talk to other coaches too but um that whole like mentorship program for me i was just like what can i do to like make ramsey makes evan jobs better how can i be helping these guys out um arnie was over in reno at the time with the g league team so he wasn't in sacramento with us like during that part of the season but uh so for me it was like just like the little things i was like i knew i had to be done it was just a matter of doing it. So I remember, uh, and Evan and like Ram, like all those guys, like the job never mattered. And this is probably why we're so close, but we all thought the same. The job, it didn't matter what the job was. Some just need to be done and you do it. Like that's it. So uh, I always thought it was cool. Cause like, I remember we've talked about this before, but I remember I go to clean the dumbbells and they're like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just clean the dumbbells. And they're like, no, nah, we gonna help you. And, like, you really don't expect that, right? And it's like, man, that's crazy. But uh, they really jumped up, helped me. I wouldn't have thought nothing of it if they didn't help, but they did. And I was like, that's love right there, man. So right off the bat, like, them some of the realest dudes I know, like, they just – that's how they carried themselves, and we all did it. So we just reciprocated it back and forth. So, like, it was just always good vibes. And it's always a good time with them. Um, and then, just like you said with the whole mentorship piece, like, I was just willing to learn and, like, soak up as much information as I can. Basically just be a sponge in that sense. And uh, that, I think it was a little bit how I carried myself, too, that they let me rock, too. So they didn't, they didn't baby me. They, nobody was holding my hand or anything like that. And it's like an NBA internship. Like, I don't think they give you this opportunity if they thought that's what you have, they had to do to, like, help you succeed. So, like, they kind of, like, taking the training wheels off and stuff like that. Same thing with Corey and just letting you go. So that part was cool, learning how to operate uh, just, like, in a professional setting like that. And then, so I bring up um, meeting those guys on the, on the Skype, guys uh, like Ben and AJ at K-State, and then uh, Matt Shadeen, like other people too. But, so I never met these dudes in person. After an internship with the Kings, I go to the Vegas conference, and I actually see these dudes in person. So it was cool because it was like I met them before, and like, again, like now I'm networking, right, developing other relationships and stuff like that. But all that all originated from a Skype call that, you know, Rams put me in contact with these dudes, stuff like that. So. Uh, again, like a big thing as far as networking is just reaching out, whether somebody does it on your behalf or like you doing it on your own, but that's ultimately how you like build relationships. And I think one thing about that is, like I said, it's a two way street, right? So if you're reaching out to somebody, basically cold calling, you got to realize you can't really provide anything for them, which is the hard part. So it's like, well, why, why do you, why get them to, you know, give me time of day. And I guess like when you do ask for things like that, try to keep it short realize like you're asking time of them and be appreciative you know say thank you and like you know have manners and stuff like that but ultimately like don't hit them with like a short story on all these questions and stuff like that because nobody has time for that keep it short you know if something does develop from that then cool maybe they may take you on as a mentor but if not i mean you know you can go about a different route as well that answer yeah. your question because no that totally did man i was um i, I was talking to so I, I i've gotten really into this over the last year just branching out and talking to people and I think the best way, like, obviously, like I have, you know, career goals that I would like them to help me with, but a first time discussion is not the place and time for that. You know, like I just need to get, I just want to get to know you, uh, see if we click. Cause I mean, again, some people you're just not going to click with, you know, so are we going to click and then maybe 
somehow I can help you. And, and I was talking to um, a guy in the Calgary flames, one of the assistant coaches for them in the NHL. Um, I think I started talking, we've been talking on and off, but I think I started talking to him in October and we talked like for an hour the first time we, we, uh, we chopped it up and it like went real good. It was fun. And he was like, dude, you have no idea how many people that are like where you are that will come to me and say, give me a job or I want a job or can I intern for you? And like, that's the, first, <laughs> that's the first question out of their mouth. And like, I didn't even bring up job until like 45 minutes in. And it wasn't even like, can you get me a job? It was just like, this is my goal. This is where I want to go. Like, what advice do you have for me? You know? Um, and I think if you come at it, like how you're coming at it and how I've learned how to come at it over the last year, like it, it all ends up working out, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, especially like this field and I guess other lines of work too, like it is heavily saturated and stuff like that. So I think a big thing is like, yo, how can you set yourself apart? So for me, it was even from the very beginning, right. When I didn't know anything, like, and I was very green, the two things I did know is I knew how to work hard. And like, I knew I, I knew like if somebody told me to do something, I was going to do it period. So like with those two things, I'm like, for the most part, if I was doing that, I could, I would at least be all right initially. So I've always done that everywhere I went to where you get a routine of how things are going at the internship. You know, when something should be done, don't really wait to get, don't wait to do it. Just go do it. Or, you know, I think another thing, and this is probably like, I wish I picked up on sooner was sometimes you have, you ask or you, have, you wait for somebody to give you an opportunity instead of just asking for it. And I think I started, I don't think I've ever really asked. I think I was just being put in those positions. I was like, well, you're going to be in that position anyway. You don't got to ask for it. So, uh, but then it got to a point where now, like I knew what to do. I wasn't even like waiting to be told. I wasn't waiting to ask. I was just doing it. And I think uh, being with Ramsey and those guys, like I think they noticed that Corey probably saw it too. And then, I mean, even now here when I'm uh, at Auburn with Damon, like I'm, I'm a self-starter. Like I'm not waiting to be told, like I know what should be done most of the time. I just go and do it. And then on the flip side, if I don't know, like, I'll go ask, but like, don't ever be afraid to ask. Like that's worse if you just sat there and try to pre- assume and guess. I'm like, no, ask them. It's, it shows that you care. You know, you're now you're attentive. Like, and now you know. Now you're not guessing. Now you know what to do, and then you just repeat that. But um, so that was uh definitely uh, I guess how I took that approach and just trying to get better every day. And then I don't know. You, it's consistency, right? So you just do that over and over again. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, it's not. It's not sexy. It's just just getting the, getting the shit done. <laughs> so. like, like I was saying before, you either do it or you don't. And, like, if you want to make it out here, like, that answer needs to be yes more often than not. Well, and, and I guess, like, then for you, I mean, you, then you get into Auburn, and, I mean, it's just business as usual by that point, you know? Yeah, for real. And then um, even when I, Damon, like, so it's funny because when I first got here, like, I was here for a week. Okay, everything's cool, you know, and then the second week, he he goes on vacation. He like he had he had a plan already, but he goes on vacation for a week. And he was like, <laughs> "Shows yours, buddy." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "No, you got it. I trust you." And like we had interns at the time, so like they're familiar with the guys, so like they helped me out. But uh, at that point, it was like, well, in my mind, I was like, "Man, I've been in situations like this before. Like you either going to do it or you don't." So I was like, "We cool. Like you got to rock." So, um, but that just showed how much he trusted me. At least like right off the bat, and I'm like, "Well, if he's got that much trust in me, and Damon's been interested to get a shing for." 20 something years now but uh it was like man if he believes in me then like again like that kind of gave me like a little validation i needed like okay cool i got this so uh, i've been rocking out here this whole time and like with damon like he don't everybody i'm speaking of like no one really like kind of held my hand and just let me go and from the jump like i don't 
Damon doesn't really treat me like a GA, like an intern or not even like assistant. Like he really treats me like a, like a counterpart, which is like awesome for me. I don't know why he does me like that, but it's cool. Cause like, he just kind of like, literally when I say, let me grow, like I do my, like, I almost feel like I do my own thing. Even though we see each other every day, we're always side by side. And it's funny cause we think a lot, of, a lot of things. So I remember like, even like we're programming, like we're drawing something up on the whiteboard. Um, he won't even be talking. I'm just writing it out. I turn around. He's like, yeah, hey, that looks good to me. And we just keep like, no words are being said, but like, we just go through it like that. And uh, it's just cool to be in that situation. Cause he's been so established, right? And, like I get to pick his brain on a daily basis, but the same token, he's like, no, nah, man, go ahead. You got to do your thing too. I'm gonna let you, uh, let you go. So a lot of learning under him. Um, definitely like through like self mistakes. Cause like I make my own mistakes and stuff like that too, but he's always there. So when I do have a problem, I do have an issue or anything like that. Like I hit him up on the phone, or I go go chat with him. So it's cool. Like guys, I've been under like like you said a mentorship, and I'm super grateful. Like when I look back at, it, I'm like it's crazy. Like the dudes I got to work under, and like mind blowing to me because like it, I didn't like map it out like that. It kind of came up, played out that way. So yeah, man, I've been super grateful, fortunate. With the same token, like I would, I ain't want to be one to like ruin a perfect opportunity or a really good opportunity, you know. So I want to make sure I came halfway with that. Yeah, you, dude, you earned all that, man. I, 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 I really resonate with your story because mine's, mine's kind of similar in the sense that I had a journalism degree. I was in sports journalism for a couple of years, hated it, got out and made this, made this transition and this change. And a lot of it was through self-discovery and just literally reaching out to people. I had no idea where they are and saying, how the hell do I do this? You know? So. Yeah, for sure. And then like, especially because starting like a completely like non-traditional route for both of us. Right. So for me, I guess, uh, it was my whole, I mean, I was like, I got into reading books and stuff like that. I remember somebody said something like, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like, it's never too late to be what you could have been. And like, I was thinking about that and I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, I don't know if that's true, but I'm like really giving it thought. And I'm like, but I see what he's saying. He's basically like, man, you can do anything you want or you can do anything you want to be, anything you want to be. Like, don't, just don't ever stop. Like who said like you had to put a limit, you know what I'm saying, or what you're trying to be. Like, it's never too late. If you're alive, you can do it. You still can do it. If you're still, ki- if you're still breathing, you're still kicking. But um, <laughs> so then it's crazy because, like, the first time we had the, uh, the Bay Area, supposedly, um, the first year, um, one of the speakers, uh, Andrea Becker, she's a psychologist. And during her talk, and this is, like, because I started strength conditioning late, right? Most of the people, like, where I'm at, they're younger. So, uh, but during her talk, she says, and I'll never forget because I, like, saved it on my phone and stuff like that. But she's, like, her dad, I think her dad was telling her the story and she, he says, at what point did you decide to put a time frame on your goals? And like, or t- I shouldn't say that. She said, at what point did you decide to put a time limit on your goals? And I was like, yo, like, so I had to take a step back. I remember like she was talking, like I was frozen on that for a minute because, uh, you know, everybody like we have goals and stuff like that. And it's cool to have a time frame, you know, I'm telling your goals. There's nothing wrong with that. But why do you have a time limit on there? For example, like if you set a goal and you don't make it by that time limit, what you're a failure like you didn't succeed it's like who says you can't like push it back you know what i'm saying so that was like crazy to me when she said that because it kind of like opened my mind up and i was like wait a minute i was like she's totally right so like me starting late like ramsey and those guys like i'm technically older than my age like ramsey evan and ernie ramsey definitely you know him are you really yeah i've been in that situation too man like where i've been in some internships where i'm older than the dudes that are (laughs) like that's crazy right so then with that like with that mindset that she kind of opened me up to not even at the time I was already thinking about that before, but my whole thing was you can learn from anybody. Right. I don't know. 
like eight billion people in the world. We're all different. Everyone has a different perspective. Like you, you can learn from anyone, good or bad. So like the fact that they were younger, I didn't care. It was that you know these guys have been in strength conditioning. I'm in an opportunity to learn. Like, what does age have to do with it? Really, nothing. So being humble in that sense, and then just trying to learn from these guys, like, like that number that completely irrelevant to me. Like it didn't matter. So taking that approach, and then ooh, taking the GA, like, nah, I probably should be trying to get a an assistant position, especially after doing an internship uh, in the NBA. But again, like I was trying to learn, I was trying to grow. And again, I didn't I always wanted to get my master's and I wanted it in exercise physiology. Like I wanted it in the sciences, like I wanted to understand the sciences. So it's a perfect opportunity for me to get it. It was like, why not? So again, like I just go towards it, like the same thing before, put your head down and just start working. So yeah, man, uh that's where I'm at now. I mean, things are good. I can't complain about anything really. Like for me, it was after doing all those in, unpaid internships and being in a position where, you know, hey, my bills are paid, I get to the do what I want for work. Like this isn't work. This is fun. Like I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I actually really like that, that mindset. Cause I think, um, sometimes it, it messes with my head where I think like, Ooh, like if I'm not where I want to be by the time, like I'm 30 right now, I think you're 30 as well. Right. And like, if I'm not where I want to be by like 33, like maybe it's time to pull, I'm like, why am I, why am I even thinking about this? Like, you know, it just, it, it, I've changed my mindset a lot over the last year. I had Sean light on yesterday. I don't know if you know, Sean, um, he uh he's with the Lakers for a year now he runs some oh, yeah, Sean, I know Sean, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and Sean Sean's taken on like a really strong mentorship role for me and he's just been like no man fuck all of those doubts like you just need to tell yourself every day this is where you're going this is what you're gonna do and then you need to like you said do the work or don't do it and and at the end of the day you just need to reflect on did I do the work needed to get where I needed to go and I, like I mean I just know like my goals are gonna happen it's just you know it might take longer than than I originally thought you know and uh, somebody made another point. I wish I could pull out my uh, my degree or my certificate for uh, my undergrad because I remember I think uh, some I think it had to be uh, ET on uh, Eric Thomas on uh, everyone knows him on Instagram like very popular. But he was saying it was like yo like when you get your degree, notice they don't put a year on it. And I was thinking about that. I was like man, I was like do they? I was like I don't think they do. Like I have to go look because I don't know, but I don't think they put a year on it. What he was saying was. It doesn't matter like when you got it the fact that you obtained it like is enough like don't get caught up in like when you got it or anything like that so uh i thought that was cool and then you said um it's funny because like i'm a big fan of like will smith like big inspiration and i remember watching like a youtube clip way back when and he said basically something similar to what you just said but he was like i know what i am i know what i believe and from that point on you just do what you need to do to get to get there and make it happen so it's funny you when you said that cause that was the first thing i thought of i'm like Yep, that's how I be feeling. No, no, man. I could tell. Like, I mean, again, we've talked not a ton of times, but enough where I'm like, we're we're definitely on the same level with that. Like, we just know who we are and we know what we're gonna do. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably one of the most important things to to getting where you want to go and being successful. And I know it's like super simple, and everybody wants these crazy like, what's the secret? And you know, like Sean even says. There work. is no secret because there is no secret. That's what the secret is. Like, you know, it's like work. <laughs> like, and so people, sometimes people expect it to be like some elaborate thing. It's like, no, it's really not. I mean, I feel like there's a part of luck in it. Do it. And there's a part that luck has to do with it, but I feel like you get there because you've worked so much and you were so diligent, so consistent with it that you create your own luck or your own opportunities. hundred percent. So, some people say like it's almost insulting to say it's luck. I'm like, yes, I, I see what you're saying. I agree, but 
ultimately, like, you don't get those lucky positions or you don't get to have those lucky chances without working. You, you work first, and then that stuff starts to happen. Yeah, 100%. Well, and then speaking of, I guess, luck and then hard work as well, like, last year must have been hella fun with, uh, with getting to the Final Four and everything. What was that experience like, man? So that was, like – so for me, like I'm, you gotta, you guys gotta realize I'm coming into a program like they just won their regular season uh, last year or the year before I came in. Um, head coach believed in training. Guys were doing really good training. Like I mean, so I was just walking into a well-engined machine. My job was basically like to help keep it going and like don't mess up. So uh, it was cool because right when I got there, like I just noted the vibe with the players and like the staff. And our motto was unfinished, like you know, unfinished business. Like we still got to take care of some stuff. And, like, they really embodied that. So, like, just to see, like, the players, like, it's, like, what, August, July? Like, dudes were locked in already. Or, like, I shouldn't say locked in, but, like, they had an attention to detail. Like, you knew, like, they were already on some bigger stuff. Like, they was, like, man, like, you know what we need to do. So, and coaches are like that, too. Like, top down, like, everyone had that same, like, mindset. So, you go into the season, guys are, like, locked in right off the jump. Like, it started in the summer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we do the training and stuff like that, like, you reap the benefits in season. But it starts in the summer. And guys kept that whole, that whole energy, like, all year. So, at the beginning of the summer, like, when I noticed this energy, I was like, man, I was like, I kept telling myself, something crazy going to happen. I didn't know what. I wasn't thinking, like, Final Four run. I was just like, these dudes got something about them. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, we're going to see. So, we go through the season. Like, we had a couple rough patches and stuff like that. And uh, we ended up going. I remember we had a road game. We were getting smacked by, like, 30. Like, it was bad at that time. But – Coach had a belief and like the whole like the whole team, he was like, yo, you're gonna make something happen, like it's now or never, like what it's what it's gonna be. And I wouldn't say the guys flipped the switch because they were trying, they were trying, and like the effort was always there. We just weren't like finishing. And at some point, the flip just kind of like, I wouldn't say switch, but uh we hit the tip of the iceberg. And at that point, the like, guys were just going. So like they were playing better as the season went on, right at the perfect time. Like you want to be playing your best basketball at Mar in March. So uh, we go into the conference tournament. We end up winning, playing really well at this point. And, like, those guys, like, at that point, and the way they were shooting, like, when we were playing, it was like, yo, this is going to be a scary team. So we go to the tournament, <clears throat> make a crazy run. Uh, it was exciting just to be a part of it all. Um, those guys worked really hard. It was like, never I thought we were going to, like, make a run like that. But uh, just to be a part of that experience, and man, it was, when I tell you, it was like, it was wild. Like, some of the stuff I was just looking at, like, yo, this is crazy, but. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll never forget it, but you try to make it happen this year, <laughs> you know, try to make <laughs> yeah. it back to back, but. Hey, know, man, there, you can't, you can't stop the coronavirus, apparently. So. <laughs> uh -uh, it's like corona undefeated right now, so. Oh, man, that's, that's, that's honestly, man, like, I'm a little jealous of that, like, in a good way, like, I, just having an experience like that where you worked with a group of guys for a long period of time, like, you respect them, they respect you, you you've seen the work that's put in and to see it all pay off. That just got to be so gratifying and just satisfying. And uh, yeah, man, it's just special. Definitely. And like those dudes, like, um, it's funny. Cause I say like, it's a, it's like a pack of like wild dogs. And I don't mean that negatively in any way. It's just like, there's just the whole team, like their persona is just gritty. They love being the underdog. They love having that chip on their shoulder. And like, just to be around cats like that, like, like training in the summer is fun. Like they like everyone who comes into the program, they know like you're going to train. And like it's a competitive environment too. So they challenge and push each other as well. So like man, the summertime, like this was like now, like man, off season, like I'm I really want to get back to training. But just to be around those dudes on a daily basis and like they stay in the gym, like they just love hoop. 
So to be able to like be with them in the weight room and try to see those how that value and the work you put in the weight room transition to the court, it's been awesome to be a part of. Like I said, like those dudes, like they worked hard and they earned everything they got and they, they deserve it for sure. So it was fun how it ended last year. Unfortunate how it ended this year, but you know, that's life. So you take it as it goes. hundred percent, man. I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, so where, what's the plan for you? I mean, again, I know that things are a little uncertain right now, but like, where do you want to end up? Like, where do you hope to be? And, and uh, you know, just kind of all that, all that sort of stuff. So I guess, uh, huh. I guess I'm taking it because, <clears throat> excuse me, because everything's on standby technically right now. It's, let me just control what I can control. So I'll take care of this masters be done with that. And at that point, I mean, I guess we'll address the situation. I just don't know. I guess my next opportunity would be, <clears throat> if I have the opportunity to stay here, that would be great, but <clears throat> who knows? And then on the flip side, like if I can find another opportunity, obviously I want to stay with uh, Miss Basketball. That would be the goal. And then uh, just keep it going from there. Um, I know sometimes people always ask, like, do you want to go back to the NBA? Do you want to stay college route? And for me personally, it's whichever's like the best fit. I mean, I'm not really concerned about which one, like in my mind, like they're both like elite level athletes. NBA's just have to be like, you know, cream of the crop. But um, just being able to train a good environment where the coach believes in it, you know what I'm saying? I'm able, I'm able to actually like train the guys. Like that's what I ultimately like, care about. So uh, either or don't matter to me. Like I said, if, hey, if I got a job at the end of the year, like <laughs> we good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially in this field, man. If we're, if we're getting a paycheck, it, it isn't all bad. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I um, I definitely, I definitely feel the same way. I'm very, uh, you know, I, I've kind of said on the podcast before, like professional sports is where I'd like to be. However, I, you know, I've talked to enough people to know that some teams might not be optimal for, for how I operate. And then, cause I think we operate in the same way. And, and so, you know, I don't want to discount something that might come along on the college side of things where, where you get to have, you know, maybe more quality training and better relationships and stuff. And that's the big thing, man. Like the relationship piece is, is really what's going to drive the most success and make you be the happiest and best version of yourself. So. Oh yeah. And then here, like, with our head coach, who he believes in training, like for sure. Like in the summertime, we train four days a week. Like it's awesome. And uh, my head guy, like Damon, like his background in training, like he's worked with like multiple sports. Like he used to wrestle in college, um, work with track and field, swimmers, baseball, like, you know, it. like now he's in basketball. So um, just being able to like be around those dudes where we get a really good dose of training. It's just awesome. So the fact that I get to do that, like, on a daily basis like life life is good you know but um <laughs> absolutely man uh we didn't need to i feel bad we didn't even talk training i'm gonna have to have you on again when you get the uh get the head job somewhere so we can talk you know actual training but um oh but, for sure man no doubt yeah man this is terrible we didn't talk training but i mean we just this was such a great little uh conversation here with with um you know just kind of our backgrounds and i get to know a little bit more about you and whatnot that was that was incredible um where can the people find you? Uh, any websites, projects you're working on that you'd like to plug? And then socials, of course. Um, no websites or projects or anything like that. Um, like I said, this is actually just my second podcast. But uh, I guess where you can find me, uh, if you want to, I'm on Instagram. That's about it. But it's uh, Strength Coach JW. And uh, what else? I guess I can give you my email too. So email is J Washington, spelled out just like the president, dot CSCS at gmail.com. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Dude, thank you so much for your time. Um, let's definitely hop on the phone again soon. Stay safe out there. 
Uh, don't don't get sick, you know. Uh, hey, you either, man. Keep, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Try not to. <laughs> Thank you. No more push-up challenges. Whatever you got on the cooking challenge, I'll get my aunt to do it for me. So. There we go. Got to do, do a burpee challenge because don't nobody like doing burpees. That'd be tough, too. <laughs> Thanks, man. Have a good one. You too, man. I'll see you.